0: So I have Wendy Bagnall with me today. She's a photographer from Surrey, and she has a beautiful palette of work which is calming and soothing and it just draws me in. So I wanted to have a, a chat with her to find out a little bit more about her work and what drives her, what motivates her. So thank you for joining me today, Wendy.
1: Thank you for having me, Margaret.
0: Okay it's a real pleasure to 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 be able to to meet you it's one of the things about this podcast is actually meeting people um it's really nice to get to know the person behind it's actually social media that i found you on actually on instagram so it's really nice to to see you face to face i record these Podcast episodes with a video link, so I can actually see the person, which is really nice. So, would you like to just tell us a little bit about um, the, the what you, what your photography work looks like at the moment, what the what the life as a photographer is for you at the moment?
1: Sure. Uh, so, I do have a day job, um, and I work um, a mixture of um, time in London and time at home um and i'm very fortunate that my job has a lot of flexibility so that allows me time to go out sort of at the you know the uh the key photography slots of the day sunrise sunset that sort of thing and be back at the desk in time for for the day job um but i also um you know i sort of throw quite a lot of time and effort into my photography really and and during the the covid periods that you know the lockdowns we had they were an absolute blessing for me because I was really doing it more than a full time job um my, the nature of my day job meant that I couldn't really do my work from home um, but equally couldn't go to the office and work so um so that was a that was a blessing um but it's i've managed to keep up the momentum even though we're now back you know to a sort of full time regular working pattern um, i am hoping that in the next um 12 to 18 months if the planets align as planning um then um, i'm hoping to drop down on the day job and do more of the photography full time um but yeah it's a it's a journey that i'm on um, and it's one that i don't see ending you know so long as my mind and body is willing then um it's it's going to be a part of my life for sure
0: That's great, isn't it? It must be quite hard, though, to balance them. And I struggle balancing my photography with um, with nothing else apart from my photography. (laughs) That's what I do full time. But it's it's uh, it's a huge undertaking. So, um, do you you find that difficult to get that balance and to have to find the time to go out shooting?
1: Well, it's interesting because I've thought about this and I've thought about if I was to go into photography full time, what would that look like? Um, So when i my, my photography is literally just about going out in the field making the photographs processing the photographs and then publishing them wherever i'm going to publish them and i think for someone like yourself you're running workshops you're making podcasts um you've got you know various different business elements to be a full-time professional photographer um and therefore I think the time that you put into all of those things is probably equivalent to my day job time, if that makes sense. So I think on balance, I probably get about as much time in the field as, you know, professional photographers. I know a a couple of people I've done a few workshops with and, you know, they're either running galleries or they're running workshops and things. And so it becomes, um, it becomes an equal challenge. It's just that the that the earning where the earnings are coming from it's just a, a slightly different source if that makes sense yeah you've got a, a really
0: good point though actually yeah and it's really it's really um amazing that you can see that from the outside actually a lot of people don't see that they, they go well you just always I my videos and, and everything I'm always out on the beach um traveling in my van it's like well actually it's only a tiny portion <laughs> yeah. so, so you're absolutely right <laughs> I, and, and you're probably doing it um really sensible way actually to sort of to build up the business whilst you're still earning from from the day job uh, and, and yeah. then to be able to go into it. So, so are you more interested in the, the print sales uh, maybe the ex- exhibiting um, galleries and, and that kind of thing as opposed to teaching or doing any kind of um, commissioned work?
1: Um, so at the minute I've been looking to get myself established for print sales. I've been very fortunate that through Instagram, I've actually been approached by quite a few people now asking if I would sell my work, <clears throat> and um, I've also uh, recently had a piece exhibited in the Royal Academy Summer Exhibition, and that's selling through there. So that's that's fantastic. But um, I think I'm on this journey. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in a car on a road with no map and um there's going to be lots of destinations that I stop off on the way but I'm not sure what those destinations are going to be yet um I'm not averse to the idea of doing some workshops I used to be a teacher many years ago um and I do get a huge amount of pleasure teaching and working with people but I don't want it to become something that is so all-encompassing that it distracts so much from me having the photography time um I think it's probably something I'd I think I'd enjoy doing with another um photography teacher at the same time you know kind of in a a workshop space so um I, I I'd like to think that that would be something that I would develop in the future um and exhibiting definitely is something that really does appeal to me at this point
0: so have you exhibited anywhere else apart from the Royal Academy
1: no so I'm currently working with a mentor actually um to develop uh i suppose my sort of not to develop my artist identity because i think i've got a pretty good understanding of what i think my artist identity is but i think it's really articulating that um and and then i'm looking to compile a collection of works that i will uh, will look to exhibit probably you know being realistic on timelines it'll probably be next year now um the you know getting into the exhibition at the royal academy has been um a huge uh a hugely gratifying experience, but it's also been quite surprisingly time consuming um so um so yeah I think next year I'll be looking to exhibit a wider body of work
0: yeah i think um exhibiting is just one of the Um, the things that you don't quite realise until you get into it exactly how much time goes into it when I did mm-hmm. the the exhibition with the yeah. Bosom Gallery, it was a few years ago now, but I I, I don't ever forget it. One that it was it was an amazing experience. It was just incredible, but I think it you know it took pretty much like six months of my life if you put it all together. <laughs> so you know the the time and the dedication you have to put into it. But as you say, you have to really define yourself and you have to really know what you're about um, to 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 create that that body of work that becomes really. Um, deep and, and meaningful because there's no point um, be putting an exhibition together without, without knowing that I think so when you mentioned working on that um, I think that's the key to it isn't it so it's knowing it's knowing what you're aiming for and knowing what's behind the work um, that's so so important so can you tell me um, what is behind your work tell me a little bit about it
1: I came to photography quite young, I would say, as as an interest. i think I think a lot of photographers, even if they don't actually come to it until later in life, I think it's something that's sort of in your blood, as it were. Um, and I have dabbled on and off um since about the age of eleven, I think I was. I bought my first little film camera. I went a bet with my dad and um went and spent the money in boots on a on a little camera um that I bought at the time. And then my my dad was into film photography when I was probably in my late teens. And so I used to do a bit of developing in the darkroom with him, which was really lovely. And then um, I sort of got, you know, got a job and had a family and all those things. But photography was just churning away in the background. And then um, I it was sort of, it become something very much on the phone, you know, as 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 phones became cameras we had one in our pocket all the time and i was always still photographing things which were not necessarily family or you know um friends they were compositions within the landscape um but when we when we hit covid i thought well i've got an opportunity now you know my my daughter's getting older and i've and i've got more time and more freedom and i'm actually blessed with this opportunity right now to pick up my dslr um, and go out and start photographing and I think, it's, I think it's coming also from, um, I was diagnosed a few years ago with quite a complex autoimmune condition, which um, requires regular treatment. Um, and I think when I go out with my camera, what it does for me is it stops all of the noise in my head. So all of that noise of health conditions, um, family, work, you know, all of that stuff that never goes quiet, goes quiet when I'm out with my camera. And it's, I've sort of, um, I sort of, I think I'm calling my, uh, my, my approach at the moment, it's about seeing silence. Um, And I I say that because, you know, we think of silence as an audio thing, but actually when I see in the landscape, um, when I get absorbed into the landscape, what I'm seeing is what brings me that silence. Um, so I think that's where it comes from. And you know, as we get older, and we get a bit of maturity, we begin to realize what's important to us for our um, for our mental well being and for our physical well being. Um, and so you start to prioritize those things. And I think that's really what has happened. And that's where my photography comes from right now.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, I think it's a, a story that will resonate with a lot of people. It certainly is very similar to my story, actually. So um, I, I totally understand uh, where you come from there, and I think that we do, um, as mothers, um, lose ourselves a little bit. We have to, I think. I, I don't think there's a, a an option there. You do have. You do give to your children and your family, don't you? Um, sometimes, in varying degrees. You know, varying degrees of losing yourself, um, but but also you know those those. Um, for me, the the health problems came from giving too much. Um, so it's that's, that's very similar. I find a I find a very um, I find quiet and I find peace and in my mind and my body when I'm photographing by the by the coast. So um, totally understand that, and I think it's really nice that you've talked about that because um, I think there's a lot of people out there who feel very very similar and it it goes a long way to to help people when we we start to realize we're not alone <laughs> so that's that's really nice. And I was going to pick up that on your on your website the the seeing the seeing silence um the word seeing silence I really like that I really like that I think that's lovely and I think it's um it's it's great to hear and I think your images as well reflect that really really nicely. They feel very peaceful to me. So um, whereabouts are you photographing? Are you photographing fairly locally? Are you travelling?
1: Yeah, so um, that's that's another thing that's been really interesting because when I um, went back to, um, you know, as I say, picking up the DSLR in, in the COVID lockdowns, I couldn't travel. Um, and initially I thought, oh, this is going to be really restrictive and I'm, you know, I can't go to any of these honeypot locations you know even as honeypot as something like the lake district or you know you know part, parts of scotland where you've got these big landscape vistas um but it was the best thing because it forced me to um really look at my local landscape um and i very quickly realized that you don't have to drive hundreds of miles or get on an aeroplane to um make photographs which are important to you um or to find landscapes that you can connect with um now um, that's not to say that I don't have aspirations to travel to some locations and photograph them but actually I think as much as anything you know it's to go and see their sheer beauty which um has been portrayed through other people's photography at times but it's also, I think, photographing locally. I mean, you know, the southeast of England, we, we don't see throngs of photographers coming to the southeast of England, uh, which is also another blessing, really, because uh, I don't know, I, I you, you start to see on, on social media the same locations. And I think there was even, uh, I'm not sure if you were there, but I think there was a week up on the Isle of Harris this year where there was about 10, you know, fairly well-known photographers that all... Yes, yeah, I was there. ...ended up on Harris in the yeah. same week. Oh, you were there, yeah, yeah. I was
0: there, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was funny.
1: Which I'm sure was probably all of you, for all of you, it was probably, your, you know, your worst nightmare, because you want to go somewhere where you feel like yeah. you've got the place to yourself, you know, and then you suddenly find yourself surrounded by lots of other photographers. So... I'm I'm blessed actually that that the southeast isn't an area that draws that. I mean, there's a couple of locations that are well known, um, you know, particularly for for the big dramatic seascapes. Um, but um, but yeah, so I would say ninety percent of my portfolio is incredibly local. At the most, an hour an hour to an hour and a half drive from where I live. I'm I'm, I'm about an hour and fifteen from the coast. Um, a lot of local woodland. We've got a lot of local heathland. Um, in fact, my photograph that's in the RA is about a fifteen-minute drive from up the road. Um, and then I've done a little bit up in Scotland and um, the Lake District, which is when we've actually been on family holidays. Um, so none of my portfolio is from anything abroad currently.
0: I've talked about this um, with a, f- a few other photographers actually, and I find this subject really, really interesting. The the idea that I think there's a, a thing within photographers in general, landscape photographers, that the the further far flung you get and the more exotic the location, that, that that's what we're aspiring to, and that makes us. Uh, I don't know, it's some, some kind of thing that we're all aiming for, but it's 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 not as, it? <laughs> um. I and I do believe I, I believe this, and I don't know whether whether other people do or not. That that you can photograph more uh, deeply in your local area, and maybe the connection that you have with that area deepens your photography as well what do you you think to that?
1: I definitely think there is an advantage to knowing the area really well um, because if you wake up and there's certain conditions and you've you've already got an idea of, of a photograph that you want to make because you've seen that location before then you can you know pack up your your car or um, get your walking poles out and off you go um, so I think that is a definite advantage knowing the local area. Um, I do think there's something adventurous about going a little bit further afield um, and something exciting about seeing something somewhere that you've not seen before um, uh, and, but I also think it can be a bit dangerous because you can have a huge sense of expectation Um, I did recently go and spend about four days up in the Lake District on my own um, because I get a bit more um, annual leave from from my family so I go off on my own with my camera for for a few days every now and then Um, and the weather conditions were rubbish for photography Um, I still really enjoyed the time I still really enjoyed being out and about in the location but I you know, I remember saying to my husband before I went, I said, I'm, I'm going with no expectations because um, I think to have expectations when you travel somewhere can just be a huge letdown. Um, and then you, there's a real sense that you, you come home feeling like you've not enjoyed your time away. Um, so I think um, enjoying the landscape when I travel has to be the primary objective. Photography has to come secondary. And actually, I think that way you take the pressure off yourself as well. And you're more likely to find something um that you that you connect with and then want to photograph.
0: Yeah, I was in Harris a few weeks ago, um and it just rained the entire time. <laughs> like really like low cloud and and rain, <laughs> like it just and, and not no big waves or anything. So it was quite um I was going to say miserable but it's never miserable on Harris but uh, it was kind of like I am kind of like go with no expectations and I did not mind at all and it was I found a different way of, of creating so I'll just create in a different different way so um yes yeah, it's, it's a good point about expectations um I suppose for some people they have you know you have a, a, a two-week slot every year where you, you can go and photograph so um they may be build that up a little bit but if you're photographing locally a little bit more then you can be out more consistently can't you which is what you're doing I suppose um, so that, that that also helps um, but I, I also think that it's quite interesting because you've got a really strong um, I, I call it the why behind your work uh, because you, you know that and you're very you're very strong with that I think you'll find you'll find that meaning in different types of landscapes won't you so um, the the, the the concept and the, the, I don't like saying the word theme because it sounds a little bit in, <laughs> now, behind your work um, is very, very powerful. And therefore, so wherever you go, you're looking for that same thing, aren't you? Does that make sense to you?
1: Uh, complete sense. So um, I, I've come across, um, you know, um, I think when I was first getting back into photography, I was looking at other photographers and I was, and I was you know, sort of trying to almost force myself into defining uh, a subject Um, or I felt like I needed to have a portfolio that had a strong brand identity. Um, But I thought, so so I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to do woodlands. No, 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 I'm going to do seascapes. Um, No, I'm going to do big (laughs) vistas. I need to get to school, you know. And then I started to sort of have a good talking to myself because what happened was, I'd say, okay, I'm going to do woodlands. Then I'd go for an evening by the coast with my family and I'd be looking around everywhere again. but I really want to photograph that, but I'm not allowed to because I said I've I decided I'm a woodland photographer. So I think for me personally, what I feel is that I can't put a box around what I'm going to photograph because it's actually about what I've connected with in the landscape. Um, and I think it would just really stifle my creativity to do that. Um, I know that obviously for some people they have a very strong connection to a particular subject and so that's what becomes their focus but for me it's more about I think it's just more about when I'm out and about I'll see something if it catches my eye and if I connect with it then I know that there's a photograph in it somewhere for me and I might have to look a bit harder to work out what that photograph is or what approach I'm going to make but yeah you won't look at my portfolio and go oh she's a woodland or a seascape photographer I work with different landscapes and also um you know at different sort of focal lengths as well so some close-up details and then some you know slightly bigger vistas
0: yeah that's it's really interesting that there's I've, I've done a few um online courses with people about finding the style or finding the voice in photography. And, you know, it's what everybody's after, isn't it? It's, it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate copy. We, we all want to find our thing and find our, our style. So, you know, when you start to, you start to then look at other photographers and what, you know, how have they done it? And are, yeah, are they, a woodland photographer or a seascape photographer. Um, but you also find people who aren't defined by genre, they're defined um, their their work is cohesive because it's bound by something that's behind it. And that can be the embodiment of that would be um either the maybe the palette, you the palette of your images is very gentle and soft and that it feels very quiet and, and soft as well. Um, there's people like um, just for example, there's people like Paul Sanders who has who's black and white photographer, but he doesn't he doesn't photograph one subject. He photographs lots of subjects, different subjects, but with the same um, meaning behind it, so that it's bound by that meaning. But and then it's it's actually presented with a very cohesive um, overall style. Um, so that I think that's and I think that's why I'm so drawn to your work. And I think that's why you've been so successful um, relatively early on, I suppose, um, because we can see that we see it coming through and I can see how it's all it's all bound together. And the more that you're talking about it, the more I understand it, that that then I I see it as a, um I have a deeper connection with it which is great. (laughs) I think it's just brilliant. I really, really like your work and I think you're just presenting it beautifully and um, it's lovely. So mostly I've seen it on Instagram. So it was Instagram that I found you on. um, And as I look through your Instagram feed, it sort of works well together. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because you have a variety of different um, ways that you photograph. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? You've got some ICM images but some kind of, some different images. Do you want to just tell us about the, how you would, um, or why you're doing, you're mixing those together?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I think it comes back to um, what is it that I have seen that has captured my attention and my imagination? So um, uh, I've got one photograph, which I love, um, called Undulating, and it's actually from Dartmoor. Um, and what what I love is the, the sort of the sense of the way the, the 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 moors that sort of roll into each other. And so I used a multiple exposure technique to sort of accentuate that. Um, if I see water droplets um, melting from frost, uh it's that sort of sparkly, almost blurry nature in your vision. That, that, that catches my eye so I'll, I'll choose um, you know to, to create some bokeh and um, if I see uh, just a beautiful beautiful woodland scene in autumn I'll go for a classic eyewitness shot so it really is dependent on what it is and, and, and I think that's why I was trying to say something catches my attention and I think to myself there's a photograph in here and then I have to look at it a bit harder and think what is it and once I start to understand what it is that I'm looking at I then choose what photographic technique I will use to try and portray that in the final image
0: that's um yeah that's that's, that's really uh, that's really interesting actually because I, I don't do any um, ICM and I'm quite interested in that um why why people uh use ICM multiple exposure not why but um yeah I, I don't know I just can't quite get to grips with it uh, but I think yours are really well done and um, they just they just work really well but they integrate really well with everything else so I think it's quite it's quite interesting that you've integrated everything um, so well. So would you say that you are um, a professional photographer or that you want to be a professional photographer or does that matter to you at all?
1: um i think the term professional photographer is a really interesting one and i do feel that as photographers um we we always try to justify our existence as a photographer by adding in the longevity you know how long we've been doing it for and i i've done it on on this um chat that we're having you know I started talking about when I bought my first camera and you know that I'd spent time in the darkroom with my my father but I think you know photography is something it's a creative outlet and we all come to our creativity at different points in our lives and sometimes things get in the way of our creativity and I I don't believe we should judge somebody as um, competent or professional or amateur or otherwise based on how long they've been doing something or um how much of a a portfolio they've got i think it it's really should be based on you know their output and the identity that, that they're able to demonstrate through what they're doing with their work um so if you've been photographing photographing for two years versus somebody who's been doing it for 10 years it doesn't make you less of a photographer i think is what i'm trying to say um and yes i would consider myself a professional photographer because i I I approach it professionally I don't approach it as a um it doesn't matter it matters my photography really matters to me and therefore I would consider myself a professional photographer
0: I love your confidence and I love I love that you've you've come out with that I would really like more people um I'm allowed to say women in particular to stand up and say I'm a photographer you don't even have to put the professional bit that doesn't really matter you're a photographer um and I would just love to hear that a little bit more. I think a lot of people shy away from that um, because I don't know why. Why did why do they shy away from it? Because they they don't feel that they are as good as other people, or they don't feel that they're. Yeah, I, I I don't know, but I hear it so many times. Particularly people that come on workshops with me have got so much talent and um, so artistic and so much to give, and they stand there and go, "I'm not a, not really a photographer." Any really a photographer? I just I don't know how to use my cameras properly, and it would just be really nice to hear more people say, "Yes, I am a photographer." After all, you know, I mean, where do you where do you draw that line? Where do you, how can you say um, y- people that paint they're, they're artists, aren't they? People that play music are musicians. Um, where where's the line? And and maybe we should just have more people going. Actually, this is what I do. I love doing it, and as you say, you've got intent behind it and integrity and and um, Talent, and you know, and and beautiful images to show for it. So, yeah, definitely a photographer. Do you think? That's, do you think? That, do you come across that quite a lot?
1: I do, and actually, I'm even I'm guilty of it myself. Actually, I know it's easy to um, to say those words and to sound really confident, but at up until um, you know, even in the last couple of years, I've attended a few workshops because I felt like. I didn't have the confidence and I wasn't sure I was doing it right um, what the workshops gave me was a realization that actually what's right for me is what's right and I don't need to go on a workshop to be um, to 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 really be given that validation it gave me the validation to some extent um and and I, and I did take away positives from it. But I mean, there was one w- workshop I was on and I just found the whole time I was constantly walking away from the group and going and looking at something else or doing something else. Um, uh, because I think maybe I had the confidence in already knowing what it was I was trying to achieve, but I hadn't realized I'd got to that point. So the workshops gave me that validation. Um, and and that has helped with my confidence massively it really has um but yes i definitely would say that there are women all the time and men actually and you know i've had there's a couple of people that follow me on instagram and i follow them and we have exchanges and chats and you know they they make lovely comments about my work um and i give them some feedback and some tips and i have huge respect for them and i consider them all photographers they are deeply passionate about what they're doing they're on a journey. They're learning as they go. Um, they are photographers, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's so, so important, isn't it, for us to support each other. And I think that's probably one of the things that um, it's quite nice about this podcast, actually, because it's, it's an opportunity to to um, showcase some of the, the the people that are doing incredible work, um, not always getting the recognition they deserve for it. Cause let's face it, not everybody does, do they? Even some of the, the best photographers probably don't have and the recognition that deserves so, her, but it's really nice to create this kind of community, and I think that would be nice to um, develop that community. I don't know how, but it, it would be lovely to be able to do that, and to, for 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 um, outdoor photographers or just any photographers to to uh, to come together and to be more supportive of each other and un- uplift each other, because I I do think um, that's that's really important, isn't it?
1: I often think that There's, there are photographers that I have these exchanges with on Instagram and, and, and I've done it with yourself. And I I often think, oh, it'd be so lovely to meet up with these people, not necessarily to go photographing, because actually I, I find when I'm photographing, I quite like to be on my own um, because I just don't want to feel like I'm hindering somebody else or I want to go somewhere else and they're not ready, etc. But I think, oh, to meet up, at, you know, I don't know, in the pub or a coffee shop and, and have a chat about our photography and what we do in our work because there's some really really you know lovely people that I've come across and um and that's and we've all got something in common you know so there's a there's a like-mindedness about us I think so I agree that would be really nice
0: yeah how do you do that to just have like a Uh, a nice um photographer's meetup (laughs) anybody who's nice and friendly and supportive (laughs) you're allowed to come along i think actually that was part of the a little bit of the the reason that i start when i started my festival i um I wanted to create that kind of sort of community that's that's supportive and friendly, so maybe as that grows we'll we'll find a place for that you never know <laughs> um but definitely when you were talking earlier about um when i was on it was on Harris with a lot of different photographers, various photographers on the beach um and i didn't meet a lot of them actually we just didn't bump into each other but i had a lovely chat on the on the ferry um on the way home with mark littlejohn and adrian beasley and it was just really nice just to chat and to get to know um other other people in the photographic world and yeah not photographing together because it doesn't doesn't really work for me to be honest with you either so totally get that (laughs) that's great Mm okay so can you just tell me a little bit about um, you, you know you've talked quite a bit about um, speaking to various people on Instagram and your Instagram is very strong it's a really it's a really beautiful feed and um, it's where I found you and you're doing very well it's very engaged your audience and you're clearly embracing it for what um, I mean, I don't know what it should be, but for the positives of Instagram. So um, do you want to tell me your thoughts on social media?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I I have a bit of a a schizophrenic relationship with social media. Uh, I don't like to use it in any way where I feel it's just a complete time waster. And so I don't use TikTok. Um, I have you know, uh, social media accounts where I do connect with friends, but even that's dropped right off, you know, probably in the last five years or so. Um, but for me, my only Instagram account is my photography account and it has a purpose. Um, and that purpose is to share work and explore work and connect with other photographers. Um, because that brings value to what I'm doing. Um, you have to be I think quite resilient in a social media environment Um, take it with a bit of a pinch of salt I love it when I post something that's a bit quirky a bit more abstract and before I put it up I think to myself "Hmm, I'm going to guess how many followers I'm going to lose by posting this photograph because um, I love it that sometimes you post a photograph you gain I don't know 100 followers and then the next day you post a different one and 50 of them leave you because they don't like that one um so take it with a pinch of salt for what it is but amongst all of the followers that you gain and it doesn't matter whether it's a hundred or you know a hundred thousand there will be a community within your feed that you can connect with and that's what i have found it's given me it's that sense of community and belonging and I don't, I don't worry about the numbers of followers. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I've I've had quite a boost this year in following, which I'm not going to deny has been really lovely because it is a, a validation and a recognition that people are connecting with your work. Um, but if I lost, you know, a thousand followers tomorrow, as long as I haven't lost the ones that I feel like are part of my community now, um, then that's fine. I'm happy. So. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bit of a double edged sword social media, but I think finding what the purpose is for it is really important and then you can make it work for you.
0: It's keeping your head straight with it, isn't it? It's it's going, Well, it's actually it's it's a tool, isn't it? But it's also um currently it is a community and that's, that's how I find it as well I find it a really powerful community um and yeah it's just having um looking at looking at the positives of it i don't know where instagram's going because it's 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 um, you know it's always going to be up and down and we're always going to go on to the next thing and then find our community on the next thing it's never going to be forever as it so i think it's just just going with it as it and it's it, going at the, as, at the time and seeing what else comes along and then not moaning if it does go down the pan. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's free. It's a free platform. And and you hear people whinging about it. And it's like, yeah, it's free marketing. So, But just not putting all your, your eggs in one basket is probably quite wise as well. I have to keep remembering that. Um, that's just uh, just a little tip that, you know, could be here today and, and pulled tomorrow, couldn't it? I don't think it will. Um, I hope it won't anyway, because I, I, <laughs> I have quite a, a good community um, particularly on Instagram now. Um, but but do, do you see it changing? Do you, do you worry about the way it's changing? Or do you just not bother, just carry on?
1: So uh, there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there, about the fact that if you don't post reels, then you, you're losing visibility and you're losing followers and things. And I, I did post a couple of reels earlier this year. I haven't done any recently. And then I started to think to myself, what on earth am I doing? You know, I'm just it just makes me play, play some game that I'm not actually in. It, it, for me, it's about sharing my um, photography. Um, so I'm sticking to that for now. I, I think posting the odd reel is something that I would do um, if if it's something which I think is meaningful. I posted a, a reel not so long ago of my print when it arrived for, for, for going off to the RA um, just because it, I just thought it was... a. something worth sharing. I try not to think too much about where it's going, but I think ultimately it's going to be driven by demand. You know, I think the rumour was it was trying to compete with TikTok, wasn't it? Um but I think there's room for all of these things. There's room for the photograph the photography side of these platforms and there's room for the video side of these platforms. Um, I don't think it will disappear anytime fast. I did I did hop onto Twitter and have been trying to use Twitter but I just I haven't been able to really get my head into it. And I think it's just because I don't actually want to spend any more time on social media than what I'm already doing on Instagram. So I just think, oh, I can't be bothered to go on Twitter now. Um, So I've posted a few things, um, but at the minute I'm still very much, my community is very much on Instagram.
0: Yeah, it's a really good way of seeing things. I was interested in that actually because I've been considering that whole Reels thing and it does feel like, you are seeing a lot of photographers doing that, but it just looks like they're kind of like puppets on strings, aren't they? Because Instagram says do that, so they're, they're doing it, but it doesn't feel authentic. And what you're talking about is making these little words, because they are quite fun, aren't they? But only if they're, they've got a, a point and the one brand and they're showing um, this real, real value in sharing the behind the scenes. People love the behind the scenes. because, And the reason they love behind the scenes, because I do, is because I'm interested in the artist. I, I, you know, your, your art is beautiful, but I want to know more. And that's just natural. That's human, isn't it? I want that human connection. Um, so reels do that really well or give you the opportunity to... To, to show well how how are you living or you know when you you know when you watch them and um say a is doing a a print chair and you're actually you're looking at the room around, <laughs> around them and you're going, oh is that where they live and um I think that's actually that's like you know it's it's normal it's not being nosy it's just you you want to know more about that person um because it adds to the work or well I think it does anyway, so I think there's a re- really great value in that and coming coming out from behind um the work as well do you do you do, do you ever do that or do you do you feel that you know do you sort of stay with the work in front of you a little bit more
1: um i think i think it is nice to understand and know a bit more about the person behind their work and you do actually yes you do definitely get that from reels. i, I get that from yours and uh there's a few other people who i follow where i've definitely got more of a sense of them and who they're about and you really do get that from the youtubers that i i watch um you know a couple of the the big youtubers like um nigel danson and thomas heaton and adam gibbs um so you do get more of a sense of the individual and the character and the personality and the lifestyle i'm less interested at in, certainly at this point about sharing those things but also all of these people that I've just talked about, and like yourself, you're you've got different facets to your photography business. It's not just about your prints. So maybe if I was wanting to run workshops and things, I'd want to post some reels of people on workshops to give people a flavour of what it's like so that they could, you know, make a judgment as to whether or not it's something they would be interested in. So the reels does have a valid point and purpose. But not so much for me at the moment, I don't think, because I'm I'm just, you know, I'm literally a straight forward photographer. And so it's my photog- photographs I'm looking to share.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. actually, And it really does suit you, suit you and your your work. So it does make perfect sense to me. It's really nice to talk that through, actually. Uh, for myself, because I'm always trying to make sense of that. And I'm always trying to go, well, um, you know, it takes so much time. And, you know, I've been doing YouTube a bit more as well. That's an enormous amount of time. There's part, there's, yeah, there's a lot of me that actually enjoys it as well. I enjoy sharing that that extra bit and, and learning to make videos. And um, But you're, you're absolutely right. You've got it. The reason is because of all those different aspects to my business. That's why I'm doing it. I'm not sure that I'd be doing it if i wasn't a photographer that was d- doing workshops and all the different things that i'm doing um i'd probably just be walking along the beach quietly instead <laughs> making a video so there's there's purpose there should be purpose behind all the things that we do and you've said that so eloquently actually um that that we should be thinking all the time why are we doing this what's the reason we 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 would be making reels what's the reason we would be going onto twitter I, I i by the way i tried that as well i keep going back onto it and then forgetting i just forget i'm on twitter so <laughs> i forget to tweet for like 3 months ago oh, yeah i'm on twitter um but yeah i mean we, we choose we choose what we we put our time into don't we and um i think both you and i have actually found instagram as as probably the platform that needs attention because at the end of the day we just want to be out photographing don't we so the more time we create for that the better i think um I thank you so much for talking about that that side i know I, I went on a little bit a bit about the social media it's just something that i felt you had an insight into and i i, I actually it's really nice to talk to somebody about it so thank you for that um i'm going to um just finish up today i would be interested in talking to you some more about some some other things at some point i think you've got a real um a a lot to give and a lot to share and um your work is just just beautiful and you deserve every success do you want to um just tell everybody where they can find you if they want to go and have a look at your work
1: yeah sure so um my Instagram account is, you know, sort of my main social media. So that's at Wendy Bagnall underscore. Um, and then I have got a website that's up and running, uh, which is wendybagnall.com. Um, and uh, yeah, through there, I'll, be, I'll have prints available soon. Um, so those are the two two main uh, online sort of presence that I have currently
0: beautiful um so yes everybody go head over to those those places and um you can have a look at wendy's beautiful images and thank you so much for joining me today thank you margaret
1: i've really enjoyed it i really appreciate it
0: thanks for listening today i'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.